Welcome to the High Now Kitchen, where we're cooking up a new recipe for High Now called High Now Daily. First ingredient, the host you know and love. That's right, mixing local fashion experts, family events, restaurants. But I feel like we need something just a little more spicy. Yeah, I got it. Let's do it live. A whole hour of us going live? Well, that does sound spicy and a little bit dangerous. Hey, it was either that or ghost peppers. Let's do it. Let's go live. Join us for the new Live High Now Daily every weekday at 3 on K5 and KGMB. This is Hawaii News Now Sunrise at 5. A Waipahu house erupts in flames. 18 people, many of them children, now find themselves without a home. The latest details from the investigation. Close call investigation. Federal officials say they're stepping in to look into a flight that briefly plummeted after taking off from Maui. When we might learn more about that scare. Stopping for safety. New traffic measures have shown success in preventing pedestrian crashes at some of Honolulu's busiest intersections. But not everyone is a fan of the changes. Our Casey Lott has both sides of the traffic tiff. Plus, we've had to tell Sunny to keep it down for this story. <laughs> We're going to explore the reasons why dogs howl and what it means to have a very vocal pooch. Yeah, she's not very vocal. No. <laughs> All right, so we want to say good morning to our viewers on K5 because starting this week, we're going from 4.30 to 9 on K5. Yeah, speaking hey, of howling, let's check in with the dogs over here. Hey. What's up, guys? Oh, Sunny's up. She heard you. She heard you talking about her. Yeah. She's still not saying much, though. <laughs> that's good. We like very it chill that way. this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill. Very chill. That's, that's perfect words. There's oh. a chill in in the air yeah. and right now it is 60 nice. degrees yeah. in Hilo. Wow, yeah, that is yeah, cold. Yeah. yeah, it's clear skies over there, but not for very long. Let's go ahead and jump into your first alert weather for you and get you the latest. So first alert weather day has been um, is for tomorrow for Hawaii Island. That's because we're expecting some some extreme weather. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at it real quickly here. Kona winds are going to pick up. They're going to bring up some deep tropical moisture. And what we're going to get is we're going to get thunderstorms and heavy downpours. We're we're talking about one to two inches uh, tomorrow uh, in the beginning, uh, but there's a possibility of, when we take a look at the weekend, eight to 12 inches for Hawaii Island. We'll explore more about that as we get closer towards tomorrow and Friday. Also, snow and rain beginning with Hawaii Island, and then Thursday, that'll move more to the west. Haleakala may get some uh, snow as well. Real quickly, we'll just show you, there's just a mess of weather, Konolo, that's just north of Kauai, and it's pulling up all this tropical moisture. We'll put this into uh, motion. We'll just show you how the rain is going to be uh, affecting here in the next couple of days. So here we are at uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. We move on to Thursday. You start to see all this moisture come uh, over Hawaii Island and it just starts to go across towards the rest of the state. We'll talk more about this coming up in 10 minutes. In the meantime, let's get you the latest traffic right now. Lacey. And traffic's looking nice so far, Billy V on this Aloha Wednesday. A little slick in some spots uh, from the west as you get closer into town, but we're not tracking any slowdowns. I know major problems this morning. Road closures, thankfully major collisions. Compared to yesterday, it was a really tough commute. Let's take you out toward the west through Nanakuli as we look at the flow map. Things are moving smoothly there on Farrington. Moving on in toward Koolina, Honokaihale, and onto the H1 freeway. Wide open as you get into the H1, H2 merge. In addition to that, the zipper lane that did open up already from the manager's drive overpass. So for now, things are looking nice here on Oahu roadways. I'll have a look at your updated drive times coming up next. For now, Stephen Grace, back over to you. All right, thanks, Lacey.
This morning, 18 people are without a home after a fire broke out in Waipahu. We're told eight of them are children. Take a look at this video that we brought from a viewer showing the intense flames. HFD says that fire broke out around 7.30 last night at a two-story home on Hanavai Circle. A crew of 39 responded, and they were able to get the fire extinguished in about an hour's time. HFD says all the people inside were able to get out. Two people were checked out by EMS, but no major injuries have been reported. The American Red Cross is helping the 10 adults and eight children displaced by the fire. The fire investigator is still looking into the cause and the extent of the damage. Here's an update on that breaking news that we were following on sunrise yesterday. Police say a 32-year-old woman was standing in the townbound lanes of Like Like Highway when she was hit by a car. That was around 5.30 yesterday morning. No word on her identity. The crash led to a major backup on the highway. In Kalihi, a moped rider was critically injured after a crash around 4 p.m. yesterday. This happened on Kalihi Street by Palanehe, uh, Palanehe Place. HFD says the 31-year-old was speeding when he crashed into a turning SUV. He also was not wearing a helmet. On Hawaii Island, the Federal Aviation Administration is investigating after a plane aborted its takeoff at the Kona International Airport yesterday morning. Officials tell us a twin-engine Cessna crashed off the end of a runway. Five people were on board. The pilot suffered some abrasions, but no one was seriously hurt. We also have an update on that United Air flight that came within 800 feet of hitting the ocean after taking off from Maui. The NTSB says that it has now opened an investigation into that close call, which just came to light this week, even though it happened back on December 18th. Officials initially told us they were not investigating and referred us to the FAA. The NTSB's preliminary report is expected in about two to three weeks. Right, there's still a lot of questions over those recent aerial objects that were shot down by the U.S. military. Bree Jackson has more on the investigation and the political fallout. After recovering what military leaders are calling significant debris, including sensors and electronics from the Chinese spy balloon, crews continue searching for clues about the three still unidentified objects shot down by the U.S. These very well could be uh, balloons uh, of a completely benign nature, uh, perhaps uh, commercial uh, or scientific research. Senators are still demanding answers following Tuesday's classified briefing on the aerial objects. How can I tell you? not to worry about something if I can't tell you what it is. I am not in any way afraid that we are under a threat of attack or physical harm to our homeland. Some members of Congress are urging the administration to share more information with the American public. Now that this cow is out of the barn, uh, the president and the director of national intelligence needs to address it. The White House has been discussing whether to have President Biden deliver a national address, but there are no formal plans yet. There's a lot of information to assess. There's a lot of information to recover, and the administration is on top of this. Experts say the incidents involving the four high-altitude objects shot down from the sky have exposed a gap in the federal government's process. The intelligence community has been caught off guard by this whole set of uh, circumstances. The administration is expected to announce new protocols to deal with unidentified aircraft by the end of this week. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News.
We have new information on a story we told you about yesterday, thanks to our viewers. A bill the state legislature proposes an airline subsidy program to get more flights to Molokai at lower rates. Well, we told you yesterday that round-trip tickets can cost up to $120. But we had a couple of viewers tell us that it can be a lot more than that. Right now, Mokulele is the only passenger airline for Molokai, and we checked what it would cost to fly round trip from Molokai to Kahului today, and it was about $200. It's 507, a bill to cut state taxes has cleared two House committees. Morning, Howard. Good morning. It's House Bill 1049. It would lower tax rates in all tax brackets while doubling the personal tax exemption to $2,288. The standard deduction for short-form individual filers would more than double to $5,000. The bill also hikes rent relief tax credits. The House Economic Development Committee approved it in a joint hearing with the Education Committee, which signed off on letting school teachers deduct more of their classroom expenses. To survive, however, the measure needs also to clear the House Finance Committee. The legislature seems concerned about the local nursing shortage, but not necessarily concerned enough to mandate more hiring. The State Senate Labor Committee did have a hearing on the matter this week. It took no action, however, on a bill to set a firm ratio of patients to caregivers. There might be a decision today when the same committee meets again at 1 p.m. And there's a companion bill in the House, but it has three committee referrals, and not one of those committees has scheduled a hearing. The Commerce Department reports retail sales this morning, which fell in December, rose 3% in January. This is seen as another inflationary sign that will doubtless impel more Fed interest rate hikes. On Wall Street this morning, in reaction to that, the Dow is down more than 200 points. All right. Thanks, Howard. It's 509. Four-way stops and no right turn on red signs are just some of the recent changes to a major Honolulu thoroughfare. Alamoana Boulevard at Hobron is an area where drivers say they are getting caught at red lights for an unreasonable amount of time. That's where Casey Lund is this morning with an update and why the state is standing by those decisions. Casey. Yeah, good morning. We're going to cover both aspects of that story, Grace. We've heard from drivers who say They've been stuck in the traffic here uh, for multiple red light cycles, uh, sometimes up to 30 minutes to get out of Hobron. Before you go to video, I just want to remind you that we were out here uh, back in October, late October of last year, and that's when we first told you about this. This was a pilot program from the State Department of Transportation. Some people get confused thinking this is all done by the city, but all Moana is uh, covered by state DOT. So uh, this is their program. I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that we've been hearing from viewers. As a matter of fact, we were able to tag along with somebody this week, a commercial driver uh, who took us out yesterday, and that uh, gentleman's name was Johnny King. He says he drives a shuttle van here in town, and once those were installed, it really, really changed things, uh, especially during rush hour, a complete nightmare for him. And everyday drivers, really, those no right turn on red signs are at seven intersections, by the way, between Waikiki and Kaka'ako. Chain says adding stress to an already stressful job has uh, made his life a little more stressful, and ultimately, it's affecting his bottom line. No right hand on red. What you mean? <laughs> the traffic just built up during the rush hour. The arrow is ridiculously quick, and uh, it has us blocked up over here almost every morning when people are trying to get to work. 
Uh, while the traffic may be worse and drivers might be more upset, the state says safety has improved and it's improved dramatically. The Department of Transportation installed those no right turn on red signs along Almoana Boulevard and other state corridors for safety after they reviewed pedestrian and bicycle involved crashes. Before the signs, crashes at those Almoana intersections were in the double digits. Uh, the state says now that they've added those and made those changes, they're anywhere between zero and one. Uh, we're going to talk to them a little bit more about that data, and we'll hear from drivers. Uh, as you know, Grace, you live in this neighborhood. It's not uh, uh, difficult to find people that are upset with that because it really does jam things up, especially during those peak times and when there's a lot of pedestrians out here. A lot of people's criticism is even when there's not pedestrians here, say right now at about 5 a.m., you don't see anyone out here. You still have to sit at that red light when normally you'd just be able to turn right. So it really does make things a little frustrating for them. Again, we'll hear from DOT coming up in the next half hour of sunrise. Guys? Yeah, get back up from Alamoana all the way to the Alawai Canal, Casey. It's pretty bad. Yeah. All right, thanks, Casey. Well, we now know who the victims were in the Michigan State shooting. Yeah, an athlete, a fraternity president, and an aspiring pediatrician. You're going to hear about them and how the student population is now recovering. We also have an update on that devastating earthquake in Turkey, why even those who survived are struggling right now. That's next. Spotlight Now brings you in-depth interviews with newsmakers around the state on key issues facing our community. Spotlight Now, Tuesdays at 1 and 7 on K5. Sponsored by the Hawaii Executive Collaborative. Now, first alert weather with Billy V. 514, just a reminder, we have declared a first alert weather day for tomorrow for Hawaii Island. That's because we're expecting extreme weather. So let's go ahead and take a look at this right now. Uh, this kind of shows you that Kona Low that's sitting up to the north of Kauai, and that's going to move over to the west. And as that does, that turns counterclockwise. You're going to have all of this moisture coming up from the south. So you've got cold air coming aloft from the north. Those put together brings us those thunderstorms and that snowfall that uh, you're going to be experiencing on Hawaii Island. So we put that into motion. You can see that starts to spin off to the left-hand side of the state or the western side of the state. And as it does, it starts to pull up that moisture that we're talking about. So you see where the islands are. You can see where that rainfall comes in. So we're talking about Friday morning here, and you can see that rainfall that's coming across all of the islands, and it just kind of stays right around that area. Uh, we'll get more into that coming up in a little bit. But once again, the rain, uh, the moisture, deep tropical moisture gets pulled up from the south. You've got flooding. You've got uh, rainfall thunderstorms, snowfall, that's all possible starting tomorrow on Hawaii Island. That's the reason why we are declaring it a first alert weather day. More on this coming up. Let's get you over to the latest and Lacey. Thanks so much, Billy V. Well, we start off with an alert over in that Eva Beach area. We have a closure on a portion of Makule Road. This is just below Ilima Intermediate. This is for a water main break. Board of Water Supply, they're on scene, they're working, and they've actually shut down a portion of Makule Road. They say it's between Kimo Pelekane Road over to Aikanaka. So avoid that area. We'll let you know as soon as the roadway is able to reopen. Now let's take a look over in Waikele. We do have a traffic incident. Not sure if it's a stalled vehicle or a collision but it's off to the left shoulder out of traffic flow on the H1 freeway shortly after the Waikele exit. So looking at the flow map, not causing much of a slowdown. Things are still looking really easy as you make your way in from the west. In fact, we've got some light drive times up, 35 minutes from Nanakuli to downtown and about 30 out of Mililani. Got a traffic alert for drivers on O'ahu coming up next. 
Stephen Grace, back over to you. All right, thanks, Lacey. The death toll continues to rise in Turkey and Syria following last week's devastating earthquake. Yeah, take a look. More than 41,000 deaths are now confirmed. It is the deadliest quake in Turkey's history since the country was founded 100 years ago. Many of those who survived now find themselves without homes and with overnight temperatures dipping below freezing throughout that region. Tens of thousands are struggling to meet basic needs like shelter. We're also learning more about the victims of Monday night's mass shooting at Michigan State University. The three killed and five injured were all students. Charlie DeMar reports. Michigan State University students received support from comfort dogs and each other as they mourned three classmates killed in Monday's mass shooting. Junior Ariel Anderson, an aspiring pediatrician, sophomore Brian Frazier, who was president of his fraternity, and junior Alexandra Werner, a talented athlete. A vigil honoring Werner was held outside her Clawson Michigan High School last night. She was kind and positive and empathetic and um, compassionate. Investigators right now are trying to figure out why a suspect with no affiliation to the university chose to target it. We don't have an answer right now, and, and that's, that's the honest truth. Police say 43-year-old Anthony McCray began his rampage at Berkey Hall, an academic building, killing two and injuring others. He then went to the student union, killing one more. Investigators say McCray later turned the gun on himself as police were closing in. I never thought it would happen to me. Freshman Ryan Cahalan sheltered with his girlfriend in a nearby library that night. Mass shootings are becoming common, and it's, it's just not an okay thing. Like We need to do something about it. Students painted the words, how many more, on a campus landmark. Words are not good enough. We must act, and we will. Flags in Michigan were lowered to half-staff. Classes at the university have been canceled for the remainder of the week. Charlie DeMar, CBS News, East Lansing, Michigan. It's 518 and it's Wednesday on Sunrise on KGMB, KHNL and K5. Still ahead, what's burning on the balcony? Welcome to the High Now Kitchen, where we're cooking up a new recipe for High Now called High Now Daily. First ingredient, the host you know and love. That's right, mixing local fashion experts, family events, restaurants. But I feel like we need something just a little more spicy. Yeah, I got it. Let's do it live. A whole hour of us going live? Well, that does sound spicy and a little bit dangerous. Hey, it was either that or ghost peppers. Let's do it. Let's go live. Join us for the new live High Now Daily every weekday at 3 on K5 and KGMB.